Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. If you think this is deja vu, it's because it absolutely is. I am your co-host, Wake Josh. Up. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> uh, I am your co-host, Josh, along with my two great co-hosts and experts and fantasy extraordinaires, Ryan and Ethan. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Doing absolutely good. great. So Get to talk fantasy football. Of yep. course, it's going to be great. Fancy football draft season around the corner. We, uh, you probably just watched our our rookie running backs review, which is I think one of the more fascinating positions coming out of the draft last year, and I think we start moving towards the star studded class that is the twenty twenty two receiver class. Because mm-hmm. goodness gracious, it, that was it's an incredible class. Just looking at some of the players, we'll talk about. Um, but the first player we're going to talk about is not a rookie from last year, um, not a rookie this year, but it's a veteran player that just got traded. Uh, Allen Robinson just got traded from the Rams to the Pittsburgh Steelers for essentially like a seventh round pick. And the Rams are eating a lot of that salary up already. Steelers only pay five million. Gentlemen, how do we feel about this trade? Um, I feel bad for Deontay Johnson. I don't know if it really moves a needle for me, but it, I mean, it could be interesting. I I mean, to, to me, me, this... Oh, yeah, go for oh, it, Ryan. I was just going to say, to me, it, it doesn't change anything. I don't think he's... I don't think Allen Robinson is going to make an impact in Pittsburgh. I really don't. And the only picks that were swapped were seventh-round picks, and it's... I, I don't think this is a big trade at all. I just think it adds depth for Pittsburgh. Um, but I don't think they're gaining a whole lot of talent here. I mean, Allen Robinson, yes, he was great a couple of years ago. But he hasn't done anything really noteworthy over the last couple of years. And Painfully. He's had, and he's had quite a cast along with him. So I don't think it's going to change going to Pittsburgh. I don't think they're adding anything significant. I think they're just adding depth. Yeah, I can totally see depth. I can also just see that they're just furthering entrenched into 11 personnel. And I think just lets them take BPA. But I think the Steelers are secretly hoping for O-line to show up. And I think that most they will do whatever it takes to get an offensive lineman with their first round pick. I think you can mm-hmm. almost that sign sealed delivered guaranteed. Um, and so that, so now we're talking is that Darnell, right? I doubt it. He's been soaring. Paris Johnson has always been high. Maybe a Broderick Jones, maybe a day Jones, maybe even a Matthew Bergeron. If push comes to shove, I know I'm missing one more dude from that conversation, but that, I mean, as far as fantasy impact, definitely hurts Deontay. I don't know if it'll hurt Pickens, and but it will only help Kenny Pickett. So yeah. I I don't know if it moves the needle to where like man Kenny Pickett's top ten now, but I definitely think it provides some sort sort of stability. There's only one issue that I find with the uh with the Steelers offense at the moment besides the horrendous O line. And that is actually outside speed. So that's the only thing I think they're really banking on Calvin Austin to be that person. 
but their top three receivers I don't see as necessarily speed guys. So it's just going to be a lot of just intermediate throws. Maybe you go deep with George Pickens because his catch radius is that to the Pacific Ocean. But otherwise, you don't have a true speed threat. The DJ range. The what range? I said we call it the DK range. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just extremely ab- abnormal and a a marvel of human evolution. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. Anything else we need to add? It's just Allen Robinson. I don't really. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot on that. If he hurts you one more time, it's on you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, I got. No, I have you no interest. Those guys, though, it's like you just keep letting them hurt you, and yeah, just let the toxic X go. Look, just let this, the toxic X go. After this, after his last season in Chicago, where he just he took a back seat and just didn't do anything. I drafted him that year, and he hurt me so bad. I drafted him uh, for I, I just Chicago, let it go, and I was like, nope. I'm not. I'm not letting this man hurt me yeah, again. That was painful. <laughs> that I mean, I we y'all saw it. I drafted him fourth round of the dynasty yeah. starter draft, thinking I I had three years. Nope, <laughs> maybe yeah. three games. Josh, Josh has been hurt worse than any of us else. Yeah, that that was painful. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up the Ram side to this though. And I do wonder what happens to Stafford and Cup, because now there's clear there's not another receiver on this team, yeah. uh, and I do find that concerning to where it's like, ooh, that that may stop me from like throwing in Cooper Cup at, like as a first or second round pick or relying on Stafford. I I. I just there's too many holes with that team, and I don't know if there's enough money to go around to fix it. I I agree with that. I think there's they're in a bit of a situation where yeah. there's not a whole lot of talent on that offense anymore. They yeah, they kind of rebuild through the they, draft. Exactly. Well, can they? I, I, they've just burned. They've burned through a lot of their talent and. It's it's gonna be hard because they again like Josh like you just said like they don't can they they don't have a whole lot over the next couple of years that they are a whole lot of draft capital that they can spend on. All righty, so let me just look up trades because I think trades post June first is going to be their best bet. So I'm looking at this through uh, over the cap. They have seven million in cap space right now. That's a major yikes. Like, literally, it's a lot of it's it's just in their top players. Uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford are your top player. Now, if they were cut before June first, look away. The cap hits are absolutely insane. Yeah, but, they're not gonna get rid of them. Yeah, I'm concerned. This, I mean, this means you're probably rolling with Cam Akers again. You're probably you're probably looking at Van Jefferson again. But the over reliance on Cooper Cup and Stafford another year later into this that concerns me to where i would even say dynasty just just rip the band-aid now it it will never hurt to be early but if you're too late on getting rid of them this gets problematic 
Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that about it, everybody? Yep, that's that's Let's it. See. Let's see. Alan Robinson has 21 million in, in dead money. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> they yeah, have bad. the Rams have 74 million in dead cap. Yeah, that's a good chunk of your cap space. Yeah. So, that's what 74 I don't 220. One, one could argue, Josh, yeah. it's never been worse. That is true. <laughs> I don't think it has. Yeah, that's that's not good on their part. But you do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. So let's talk about something good instead. And let's talk about the receiver class that was the 2022 wide receiver class. Because my goodness. Yes. 100%. Everything you hoped it would be. It It's fantastic. Like, I was just chuckling, just, like, literally writing in each name. I'm like, dang, he hit, he hit, he hit, he hit. So, like, And I did that, like, almost seven, eight times going with each player. We do have quite a few people on the incomplete list that I think we do should – we should spend a little time on because I do think they are potential pieces that could be interesting. But, gentlemen, I think we should start with the Atlanta fan here. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Drake L- London. What tier is Drake London? I mean, it. Yeah. There's a lot of ifs associated. He's not like Algier, who we just talked about, where it's like he's the clear dude. They want to run the football. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he had a, a connection with Ritter, but what does that really mean? So, I mean, I could see him being like a low tier two wide receiver. I mean, maybe tier three, but. I really don't know. It depends on how good that connection is with Ritter and how many steps forward that Ritter takes. I'm I'm going to say tier two. Um, with the potential of tier one, but Ryan, what do you think? I think there's loads of talent in this guy. Um, I think he's a top tier two. Um. I just I, I haven't seen the consistency that I that I want to see in him. Um and it might have been quarterback play last year. You know, I I liked the numbers that he was putting he had, up Ryan, when Ritter was Mariota, in who had the highest overthrow percentage in the NFL with the monster squad at wide receiver. Yeah, I, I understand that. So I I liked the numbers when Ritter was in. But I'd like a more of a sample size than just four games. Yeah, I, I so if I it. see if I see consistent numbers at the beginning of this year, um, of him performing, I'm very hopeful to put him in a a top tier. Yeah, uh, not as a wide much. receiver. Yeah, I I think he has a very clear shot to be tier one, but it really does depend on one. Does Kyle Pitts finally take the step this year? And two, does Ritter even take a step? And because mm-hmm. if Ritter can even just be half as not but as bad think- as Mariota. Yeah. And another, fine. yeah. I, another one of my concerns is finding the end zone. Um, that's one thing that he needs to do. And there's a lot of there's a lot of end zone threats on that team in Kyle Pitts, Johnny Smith, you know, um, and 
Algier. I think well, it's going to be – it's unless they're high scoring this year, it's going to be hard for him to find the end zone. Um, so so uh, I think – Here's what's difficult with him. Yeah. He's on the Arthur Smith team, and when Arthur Smith gets in the red zone, they run the ball. They run you over. Yep. So now I, you might have a couple of trick plays, but a lot of the trick plays too, you know, as we saw with the last four games with Ritter, a lot of it was like tight ends kind of sneaking out or getting caught up in commotion and then just being wide open. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's two things that really put points on the board when it comes to fantasy. And that is if you're in a PPR league, that's receptions and touchdowns. Now, I, I think he has he's got the potential to have the receptions that it's just the touchdowns that I'm concerned about. So, you know, that may lower him a little bit in my rankings this year, uh, or at least going into this year. Um, I just don't want it to be another, like, uh, Mike Evans type situation where, you know, he's very touchdown reliant. So, you just got to watch it if you're drafting them this year. Yeah, so I'm looking through the stats. I kind of just did the quick math on, on it. Uh, Drake London had a touchdown every 18 catches. Yeah, that's about, how, I mean, roughly one that's every three games. That's about once. Yeah, once every three yeah, or every four games. And that's, that's yeah. Well, so I'd say Ritter, that's every two games. Because yeah. he's going to be targeted in that 10 yeah. Range. Yeah, so we'll, so well, let's let's look yeah, at, but let's look at Ritter then. Let's so yeah, look I mean at, that was for look the at his targets. Look at his targets with Ritter. Eleven, he never nine, got, eight, eight. He never got a touchdown in all four games that he played with Ritter, and he was targeted almost what was it twenty six times. So, do you guys think uh, Drake London is a potential? positive regression candidate because i think if we base it off yeah. the numbers because because even pittsburgh he had 12 targets so you can even say it's like hey he kind of figured it out week 13 i think he i think he will regress yeah forward in terms of actually getting touchdowns and being a little bit more consistent than what he was just because of how strong his connection is with Ritter. But, I mean, even if they are to draft a QB or if um, Heineke takes over, he's really the best they have, you know? Heineke's all – I mean, we saw it last year with Terry McLaurin. He is not afraid to just, oh, you're one-on-one, let's go. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's where Mario, that where it's like, ooh, the window's not the greatest, I'm not going to throw it. And I, I think with – with Heineke, he has not, I wouldn't say moxie. I just think it's the the courage to just go, you go get it. You're six four, go get it. And I think that can that can help at least gather some big chunk plays for Drake London. I definitely say tier two at the moment. Are we in agreement there? Yeah, I'd say tier two. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think tier two. All righty. Let's let's talk about the next quarterback. And I think that Let's say Whoa. he. Thank you. Next wide receiver. The next wide receiver, with we're back on QBs amendment yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> let's just talk about this next wide receiver, 
with the supposed quarterback. So let's talk about Garrett Wilson. That what hasn't tier? happened yet. That I know this that it's getting in, to the point where it's like Rogers we trust. Yeah. So the supposed quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Dude, they signed we all don't these know. people like superstar wide receiver room. Don't get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's the complete inverse of what Kansas City did. Yep. And who won the Super Bowl, Josh? Just because I I forgot in my <clears> recollection. Uh, I believe that it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that's <clears> interesting. <throat> so, Garrett Wilson, if Aaron Rodgers is is a New York Jet, is tier one. Yes, one hundred percent. I think. I don't know. I I just think I he's think the, it's a low end. It's too tier crowded. One. It's it's too crowded for me. Oh no! I I will tell. I you, don't. Corey I don't Davis is on. Hold on. I gotta look up Corey Davis because I think they're waiting till June first to cut Corey Davis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Corey Davis is getting cut. And, and they the have Allen. They also have Allen Lazard and Nicole Hardman that they just brought in. Yeah, it's it's crowded, and that's the only thing that has me worried for Garrett Wilson. He, I mean, he is that good. Like, I don't want it to sound like I don't like Garrett Wilson. He is that good. Wow, Corey Day. Why hasn't he be, been cut yet? Last year of his deal, it, it's not even a million dollars in dead cap if he's cut now. They probably want to keep him. No, they're willing to take him out back he, and shoot him in the head. He, yeah, he he <laughs> would save ten point five million dollars in cap right now. And Dang. man, interesting. I'll I'll be honest with you. I think he's definitely a cap casualty candidate because I mean, there's Lazar, there's Wilson, there's Hardman. I know they got rid of Elijah Moore, which. Terrible move, in my opinion. But I think with Garrett Wilson, the thing that makes me excited about him, even with everyone else, is that he can do everyone else's job. Like, he has the skill set to do that. Like, Mecole can't be the physical dude. Corey Davis can't be the speed dude. But Garrett Wilson can do both. So that's why I still think it's tier one for me. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, I actually see him as lower. Because I think Zach Wilson likes him more than, you know, bringing in Miko Hardman and um, Alan Lazard. Whereas if it's Aaron Rodgers, I think Rodgers is going to be more comfortable with Lazard. So that's his go-to guy. And then, you know, sprinkle it into Garrett, but not as much as you would see if it was just Zach Wilson QB. I, I think that's very possible. With Garrett, I'm not saying that's how it's going to go because obviously Garrett Wilson is that good. I'm saying potentially there is a multiverse where that occurs. Oh, I mean, yeah, let's get off the whiteboard. There is okay, what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamar Uh, gets traded to the Jets. Let's not do that. I don't like this Flacco-verse. Welcome back to the Flacco-verse. The Flacco-verse has returned. Full force. No, but in in all in all seriousness, though, I I think Garen Wilson has the potential to be a top tier one. Yes, but it 
does depend on the chemistry that he'll have because there's there's not a whole lot of trust. Aaron Rodgers doesn't really trust rookie wide receivers. Now, him going in there – Brenton, he's not a rookie a year, either, but still. I know, yes. I know, but he's been in the league for a year, yes. But, you know, he's still, still young. New. He's yeah. still young. No, you're right. So, and he's new to Aaron Rodgers. I mean – I, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Now let's let's just consider this. What happens if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded? What if he retires? Or Green Bay just says, nah, we're Listen, not trading. I don't hate Zach Wilson. I think he just needs I, to get serious. I think I mean this was Zach Wilson's wake up call and they could have they could have gotten rid of him. And the fact is they haven't, yep. and they got rid of Mike LaFleur instead. I think that speaks volumes to A, we gotta find a way to make Zach work. And B, we're more willing to bet that Mike LaFleur had no idea what he was doing, which is something that we said last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately it was just it just didn't work out. So I think with Zach, especially with Hackett, I think Hackett could, can at least guide quarterbacks because I know he did it pretty good with Bortles to where it was serviceable. Now, yeah. Bortles should have never been the fifth pick, but that's a whole other discussion. It, he, that's another Hackett, multiverse. Yeah, that's another multiverse. Hackett at least made it work in some degree to where it, Zach, if he can just grow, if he, like literally just grow, learn, develop the offense, understand what needs to be done, which the best part is Alan Lazard can help you teach that from the receiver's perspective. Mm -hmm. That's why I think that deal is super underrated is because he's going to get everybody on the same page really quickly. I think Garrett Wilson tier two is the lowest barring injury. Yeah. I mean, Zach, just leave your mom's friends alone and you should be okay. I can agree with that. And with that, I think we should go to our, our next one. Let's, do you have a final thought, Ryan? Nope. All right. Chris Olave, it is. Yeah. I, I apologize. Josh, I think you should take the first take on, on Olave. I know you've been kind of doing a lot, but I know you want to talk about him the most. Olave. Chris Olave is tier two. Yeah, he's just solid, you know. Depending on yeah, yeah, and the only I, reason I agree oh. with that, it I I want to see him and Derek Carr together. I I haven't seen them play together yet. I I think there's there's definitely tier two potential there. Here, well, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a good QB. Like we forget that sometimes. He is. Like, no, yeah. he is. He's good. He's. I good. mean, look at Devontae yeah. Adams last year. Like Devontae Adams thrived with him, and so. that was brand new system, everything. And I think with Derek Carr, like the 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 Lombardi offense will, it'll figure itself out. So like like New Orleans, it, like it's pretty solid. It's a kind of a derivative of Sean Payton. I think he'll be fine. My big issue is if the wheels fall apart on the rest of the offense. Because uh, Kamara 
Uh, he's going to be suspended. Yeah. At, be at suspended. some point during, yeah, at some point during the season, that's coming. And then we're talking, are you banking on Michael Thomas being good? Four years, like, like three years post the injury. Are you banking on, well, Jarvis Landry's still a free agent. So there's no one else on there. There's Jawan Johnson or banking on the O-line being solid again. Like, yeah. so there, there's a lot of pieces and this is something mean, I think we oh, talked about this in the very the middle Josh, of the season. Do we see the Saints go Zay Flowers in the draft? I think it's very possible. Like, because I think it's, they have to get younger. Possible. I think they're yeah. going to go running back. No, not first. Mm. I could see maybe like, not, maybe not in the first round. Look, second, because if, if, yeah, maybe not. No, maybe not in the first round. The but only, I think they yeah. are going to draft a replacement for Kamara. Yeah, I, I think I think the replacement at pick forty, Jameer Gibbs might be there. Mm-hmm. And Jameer Gibbs is very D'Angelo Williams to me, and I would make that move ten times out of ten. If he's not there, I think Zach Charbonnet gets very interesting uh, in that system. But overall, I definitely think 29 is going to be used on a premium spot because they have they're getting they're, those guys are getting older. So whether it's corner, mm-hmm. which I doubt, I think the corner run might be done by then. So you're you could potentially look at Addison and Zay Flowers still being there. You can look at maybe even even O line. Do you want to bulk up tight end because Troutman basically became a disaster? You have Jawan Johnson. You can also go edge. Tight end could really be in play. I think that'd be a sneaky good move for New Orleans to get like Washington in the late 20s. I think, yeah, I think Darnell gets very interesting. I also personally think Darnell might be the play at 28 for since for Cincy if they can't fix O line. That's honestly that's who I'm hoping he goes to is Cincy just because oh, I oh I gosh. don't because I love Darnell Washington and I will do I will move heaven and earth for uh to get him on the Ravens even though it's not a receiver. But you know, we can make this work with Mandrews at wide receiver and uh, gosh who do they have. They have, they have no, uh, oh, they, they have, have likely, likely that's right. Uh, With likely at wide receiver two, and then Darnell Washington at wide receiver three. We don't and need then, actual wide receivers. Yeah. See, so yeah. So I mean, I'm that, Greg Roman. Yeah, I'm Greg Roman. It, <laughs> though, as as much as I do praise, and I understand some of the detractions there, but yeah. So I think tight end becomes a very legitimate play in that spot. But they do a lot of their premium spots. They have to get younger, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I definitely think wide receiver is going to be one of them. Uh, so, but Alave, he's just going to be super solid. I just don't see the ceiling yet until the pieces are there. If the if yeah the, if the pieces can get the, uh, there and the offense is starting to click, then I'll start considering Chris Alave tier one. Um, let's talk about the one dude I'm excited about, though. Jahan Dotson. Where do we have him? I got him tier three. Low tier. Yeah, I was going to say low tier two. I mean, I, I think got, there's a lot of potential, yeah. but I think, I think Scary Terry's 
gonna be just he's in his way. So Yeah, I, I think know. Johnson can replace him. I'm I'm excited from this season, especially with uh being an enemy. Um you know, it's just I'm never gonna pronounce his name right, and that's just you're gonna, oh, no, man. just say it different. Say it different every single every, every time you yeah, you're name. you're just gonna have to run with it. And then whenever we get Eric B. Enemy on the show, that we're just gonna have to show him a compilation of like, look, we apologize that one of our co hosts can't speak the English language, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, by now, I mean, he's just too big to, to fail. Ah. <laughs> Beautiful, ah, <laughs> uh, already so. We we just have a version of like the a Washington Commanders jersey, but it's all the different ways you've said "be enemy" as the player's name on the back. <laughs> we'd we'd have like eight jerseys. Oh yeah, at least eight. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so Jahan Dotson here. Um, I I think tier two and super solid. Mm, I don't think tier. He's a homer, everyone. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Terry gets in the way as much as people think. I think it depends on the quarterback. That's fair. It's true. I mean, whoever whoever has more, yeah, whoever has that that connection with him is gonna is gonna boost him up over Terry. So yeah, and I do think that uh, because I do also want to bring this up. I have no sources or anything like that to base it off of. I mean, it's just be been great take. what? What you say? I said that means this is about to be a great take. I I think you. I think tight ends in play for Washington at at uh, eighteen, and the only reason why I think that is Basically, because Logan Thomas is trash. Go ahead, but <laughs> think of where it be enemy just just left yeah yeah and if that offense is centered around tight end you are going to need a younger tight end to kind of like get things going no that's and that's they a... they haven't done anything in free agency so that's at, at the tight end position just to clarify so that's where it's like i if that's the case dotson gets i mean maybe like like that's where tier two starts worrying me i'd be worried a little bit but I just think the explosiveness is just there with Jahan Dotson and even more so than Terry to where mm -hmm. I think a lot, there's going to be a lot more chunk plays with Dotson. Can we, can we backpedal for just one quick second and then I'm yeah. going to move on to Christian Watson, but with what we were kind of talking about before the show, do you think if Atlanta trades back and takes Jackson and Judah Smith, or Smith and Jigba. I'm gonna say his name. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was like, who are you talking about? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Do you think that affects Drake London? How much do you think that elevates him? Do you think that takes away? Elevates. I I I feel like elevates, yeah. It, it, but the only reason why is yes. it's because you you do need a competent number two receiver. I think the NFL has shifted towards that. I think like I even think of like bare bones setup. So like the Ravens last year, Bateman and Andrews helped each other get open looks, and right. he, and I think Pitts could do that for London, right? Right. But I do think how condensed Arthur Smith has that offense 
especially because well, it's a lot of like your traditional like power sets so like your eye formation strong and all that i do think that having a secondary boundary receiver like a jsn uh, who could do both or if you want to go zay flowers in that regard probably not a not an eight but just another boundary receiver should open things up in the middle for yeah. uh, drake london well a real stat about stats for you josh um drake london was doing well at the beginning of the season until pitts got hurt yeah it, it, i think that's a, a pretty solid indication i i think pitts was getting drake london open and now John Dew Smith is going to help get pits open. And especially and because... Drake it open. And then Drake's going to help yeah. Hollins get open. And then Hollins is going to help Desmond Ritter run down the field for a hundred yards a game. So I, I do think John Smith. That's there. how that works. Cause I... that is science. And I am a mathematician. Continue, Josh. I thought you were a salesman, oh but where am I? He's whatever. He's whatever he needs to be in the moment. <laughs> so I think, yeah, so I think with Drake London in that regard, I think John New Smith is actually going to help Kyle Pitts more because John New Smith knows that system too. It's like, oh, hey. And so he, it's just the small things in like in practice where you go, hey, when Arthur Smith is saying do this, you could try this. Or there's different ways to get open because John New Smith had his career made by Arthur Smith. And Arthur, Arthur Smith is tight end based anyway. It's yeah. all just about unlocking it and probably just even helping out even better in run blocking too. Yeah. Back back on track, Christian Watson. Let's let's talk about it. I've got F tier, absolute dumpster fire for him, but go ahead. Ah oh, man. Ah. Oh. If Aaron Rodgers was still a Green Bay Packer, he's tier one. But because we're dealing yes. with the unknown of Jordan Love, I have to say tier four for the moment Ooh. yeah i agree he has it's hard to say, but i agree he has a I ton hate of potential that. he has a ton of potential just because of his speed and his athleticism yeah and he uses his size unlike a certain yes. draft. yeah he's he's big and he is fast seeing and him glides just, like a little antelope yeah yeah, seeing him streak across that field, I was like, holy crap, that dude can run. Like, my yeah. lord. So, you know, I think there's potential for him to be a, a deep threat. And obviously, I mean, it showed. those four That four-game stretch where he had, what, seven touchdowns? Yeah, I was four games. yeah that was, was the insane. craziest stretch I think I've seen that was, out of a rookie was, receiver. It was nuts. So, you know, seeing that, I I think, yes, not having Aaron Rodgers as a QB is definitely going to impact that. But yeah. I think it proves after the bye week, you know, it dropped off of a cliff, his production. So, I, I don't know. I I, I would I, put him in, in that tier, that I'm, same tier. Yeah, tier our four. tier – our average tier, which is tier four. I, I think if you if he ends up being tier one by the end of the year, makes sense. If he's even tier five, also makes sense. I, I yeah. he has the widest range of outcomes, uh, especially in this transition year for Green Bay. Um, that's yeah, that's Christian Watson. 
Are we ready for the next dumpster fire? Um, the can... biggest dumpster fire this year. Who's that wide receiver? Traylon Burks. No, no, it, it's is not it, is AJ it... Brown. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, is yeah. it AJ Brown? No. <laughs> Everyone's on the same page except for you, Josh. Yeah, sorry. Convince me why he should not be higher than tier four. He's right, and that's yeah. Traylon Burks. That's gonna yeah. That's off. literally that's literally oh, it. Uh, here, I here, so here's you. yeah. I can't here, convince you. Honestly, I don't convince you. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I had half a mind to say tier five, and the only reason why I say that is because one, I don't know if we saw enough at the player last year, whether it's injury, whether it's a bunch of other stuff, just with how the offense was set up, especially with Todd Downing. Didn't I didn't like what I saw. And if you thought it was AJ Brown, he's not sudden like AJ Brown. So like similar build, not the same player. I think also the issue with Traylon Burks is that the offense is going through a transition. Derrick Henry's not getting uh, younger. Uh, we have no idea what quarterback's going to be at uh, whether it's Malik Willis or are they going to look at quarterback that that's been rumored. And especially if, if Houston doesn't, take cj stroud or if they don't take anthony richardson or if they don't take anyone at that number two spot oh the door's wide open to who trades uh who trades uh into the top 10 and i think tennessee could be one of them and i mean they they fired john robinson because of the literally solely over the aj brown trade so i i think it's fair to say tier five for the moment i I also just don't see tier one at all. Well, it's, I think well, what's so crazy to me is he makes that trade right for, for Traylon Burks, throws a dart, and misses all of the good wide receivers. And you know what's crazy? Guess who was picked the one pick after? It was Garrett Wilson, wasn't it? Dotson. It was Dotson. So I think he, so here's, he, that's the crazy thing about the draft last year was everyone knew the Ravens wanted a receiver. And so that's why you started seeing Drake London eight, uh, Garrett Wilson ten, trade, uh, J- um, well, who was it? Chris Olave eleven, trade Jamison Williams uh, twelve, and then so that left with the Ravens going crap. I guess we're just gonna go with uh, Kyle Hamilton, and so that's so that was the tier the Ravens had, and then the the AJ Brown trade comes right after. Essentially, after not, um, I think it was a Hollywood Brown trade after 14, and then the AJ Brown trade, and then they took Traylon Burks. So, yeah. you can all, yeah, you can already see that there was a teardrop within the receivers. So, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where it's like you don't take what's proven because you didn't want to pay him 25 mil a year, but now look at what happened. And you put all your hopes and dreams into um, this receiver from Arkansas who was pretty solid, but had a lot of learning to do going into the going into the league. And so, and and on top of that, he just didn't show to be a difference maker and was hurt constantly. Like I, I don't know. I think Tier Four is being generous at this point. Yeah, like I think. I would say that's, tier five un- unless the offense changes. 
Yeah. And I think that's where you can kind of move on to Sky Moore. Yep. And now the question with Sky Moore is, is the sky the limit? All right. And that's enough of that. Okay. Um, that's it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, tier three, maybe. I think that's his potential. I would that's say the tier, potential. I'm going to say tier four for Sky Moore. And the only reason why is because essentially they replaced Juju Smith Schuster with either Justin Ross or Kadarius Tony. And what I think it's the, Justin Ross. Yeah, I think so too, Justin Ross, that dude. And then, but even then, what Kansas City just showed is that you don't need the uh the receivers to be consistently producing week in, week out. It doesn't have to be the same <clears throat> receiver. It just has to be a receiver. Yeah, and I think that was yeah, that was. runs for five yards a game. Kelsey receives for you know 120, and you win every football game you play. Yeah, their most consistent player was Kelsey. That was the key, and I think it was so fa- frustrating in fantasy last year because you're going, all right, is it going to be MVS? Is it going to be Juju? Is it going to be Sky Moore? Maybe this now this now this is the week, and you were you were stuck having to no. guess. In your flex, exactly. there was no one you can put in your wide receiver one or two slot. Yeah. And yeah, unless, and that's like, why I was so yeah. low. I was so low on Kansas City's wide receivers. Just because of all the question marks of, to be honest, the lack of talent. I yeah. didn't see. I didn't see a wide receiver one there. I saw no. a bunch of wide receiver twos that want to be number ones. <laughs> and what's crazy and is that it. It, worked. it worked. It worked. It worked because you have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No, it worked I because mean, nobody wanted to guard any of them because they were all bad. And it, then every other game, it worked for someone. Yeah, it, so yeah. now it goes, go through my roll decks, whatever your defense is bad in, I have a receiver who can exploit that. Yeah. As you focus on stopping one of the greatest tight ends of all time. But there's no by my, so. Yeah, the sky is indeed not the ceiling for Sky more. Uh, so tier four. But for Pickens, on the other hand. Oh, Pickens. Ooh, buddy. Tier, tier two, I think. Tier two. Tier yeah. two, 100%. I don't care. Even with Allen Robinson trade, he is, num- he is the number one dude in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah he's, I, he's, he's, gonna be, he's got good chemistry with Kenny Pickett. I like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kenny Pickett Pickett, just Pickens, Pickett Pickens connection. <laughs> the Pickett to Pickens. Yeah. Peter yeah. Piper, Kenny Pickett, Pickett. George Pickens. <laughs> so Pickett touchdown. Yeah, their GM must have had fun with For that. For Pittsburgh. <laughs> Picking. Yeah. yeah. We're going to workshop this. We're going to workshop this. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I want to know how high y'all think. Is there a tier one possibility for George Pickens? Yes. I'm yes. right there with you. I think there's a lot, chance. but the, the stars need to align for that yep. to happen. Yeah. And I, I think that means Najee takes a back seat. But that's they can't. Not necessarily. Can't. Not necessarily. I, I say I'll say backseat as far as passing work. Yes. 
He's, he needs to be a grinder, but as long as they're still pushing the ball down. To I mean, it, it could be an A.B. Um, Le'Veon Bell situation. So you could have that happen. It could. And, I mean, so wide receiver two wasn't much on that team. Like, you were getting a chunk play here or there, whether it was Martavis Bryant. It, I'm, I'm using the A.B. Le'Veon example here. Um. In that case, it probably means Muth takes a massive backseat to where it Muth becomes unplayable if that if Najee and Pickens are taking off. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like everyone else is pretty irrelevant, I think. On on our on our list. I mean, let's let's bring other it than up. like maybe Alec Pierce and Jane. Well okay and, and- Dubs or Dobbs, yeah, whatever. Okay, but so Dobbs, 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 Dobbs. Dobbs. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Dubs at tier five. Let let's so Romeo uh, Romeo Dubs. I have a tier five, and the only reason why is if we're going to drop Christian Watson that low, you got to do the same for Romeo Dubs. But yeah. he doesn't yeah. have yeah. any yeah. of the game breaking ability that yeah. Christian Watson has. Yeah, David so, Bell, David Bell, Dave, tier five, tier ten. <laughs> Tier 10. Oh, tier 10. 11. Oh, 11. Got it. All right. I agree with that 100%. And especially after the Elijah Moore trade. So if you want to think about this run-heavy offense and your wide receiver four. But Alec Pierce, there's hope, especially yeah. if they can get Chris Young or CJ Stroud at four by some miracle. Maybe he's – Oh, it's possible. There's a, qu- there's a quarterback making it the four. I would I- – Honestly, I I would give him a tier three. I I was ex- thinking the exact same because he had he had flashes, he had flashes to where he where he was really impressive. Where I liked the way he moved, I liked the way he caught. Um, he he just he knows how to play ball. He just doesn't have someone to throw it to him. So, because I mean Matt Ryan. Did not perform very well last year. He did not, yeah. and he was only there for half a year, and then you know, but the pretty much also sold out. Yeah, well, and and the Colts kind of imploded. So yeah, completely. You imploded. know, I I think and and it showed because up until you know what week nine, he had decent numbers, not fantasy wise, but you know he had decent numbers for for a and a third round and after that. And yeah, and after that, he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that, like, the last thing we're looking forward to is what JMO. Yeah, so we have a couple well, players on our incomplete list. Uh, just want to gloss over. Yeah, just want to gloss over. Uh, the those names are going to be Jameson Williams, Wandale Robinson, Khalil Shakir, and Tyquan Thornton. I would say Jameson. Jamison Williams, if he hits this year, I think is tier one ability. I know Bob also way higher on him than than everyone else is. I understand that. By a lot. I think Wandale and Khalil Shakir get interesting. Uh, Wandale has a a lot Wanda of potential. Yeah. Wandale just... has a lot of potential. I think it's going to be Isaiah Hodgins and Wandale taking over that that wide receiver room. I mean, they have to. I mean, there's, there's, there's Slayton, there's Paris Campbell. Like, actually, the Giants wide receiver room got very clogged 
but it's I think they're just gonna do they're just a you're playing New York roulette to see which quarterback I'm not quarterback which wide receiver doesn't get hurt. Yeah, because that's that's also including um uh, Sterling Shepard as well. Uh, Josh, you have questions. Yes, I do have questions. So, gentlemen. I asked you this for the running backs episode. I ask you again for wide receivers. Who are you most confident <clears throat> in and who are you least confident in? That's tough. Um, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure it out in my head. I'm, I'm going to say my, I'm most confident in Drake London because there's a lot of good things happening in Atlanta. Yeah. I think I, I'm pretty confident he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a top tier wide receiver, but I don't know. I think uh, I, I think I'm gonna put him as my most confident that he's gonna be. I good. would say I'm most confident in Drake London and Desmond Ritter together. I think I'm most confident in Alave. Even though I know the ceiling's not high, I think the floor gives me that confidence within the next what three to five years as a as a receiver yeah yeah uh, all right i think this is i think we all have the same answer who are you least confident in Traylon. Traylon Burns. Traylon. yeah i feel like that one's the easiest the anti-age one. yeah the anti-age <laughs> The not AJ AJ Brown. (laughs) That's his Twitter account name. All righty, so let's go with the next one. Who breaks the top five first? AJ never open is his Twitter handle. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Or 1K never open. At Arkansas Assassin. (laughs) Okay, so what's yours? Here's the question. Who breaks the top five first out of this group of uh, 2022 rookies? Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I yeah, that I feel like that one is pretty solid. Yeah. All right. I think he's made a lot of headway. Yeah. Five plus years from now, who is the best wide receiver? Drake London. Drake London. Olave. Oh, booze from the crowd. Um, um, George Pickens. Whoa, that's interesting. And I hate to say, I hate to say it, but George Pickens is an alien. Yeah, he is a freak. All right, all right, all right. And I, I just think he, it's the, the most consistent opportunity out there for sure. He's all, and he, and he's also the best run blocker out of this entire group. Um, so here is the question. I asked this for running back. So your most confident guy, I believe it was Drake London or Alave. How many draft picks are you giving up for him? For the person we're most confident in? Yes. And then for, and then if you added this list, who would you trade first? I'd probably give up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I spent on Olave. Oh, I'd I'd give up a first for Drake while Ryan's picking that up, and I'd probably trade away Garrett Wilson. 
Yeah, I was about to say Garrett Wilson is the one I trade away. Because I think I could get the most for him. I think I can buy low on Dotson. Wait, well, you yeah, did. I did. <laughs> I did. Okay, I won't pick Dotson. I won't pick Dotson. I think with man, man, oh man, oh man. <clears throat> okay, you. Let me know when you want to hear what I yeah, said. I, I, want, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I traded Kyler Murray for Olave and a 23 second. Hmm. And this was, wow. this was Kyler Murray two days before he tore his ACL. Oh, so this That's is pre-injury. Cool, wow, that is a This bold. was pre-injury. Wow. I mean, I think he won that, it's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Alave for a first is pretty popular, and I think it's just because of the consistency. Because Garrett yeah. Wilson, if if the Aaron Rodgers deal falls through, then you better start getting like two plus picks for it because I, I think that will go off. Yeah. Drake London, I think, is dependent on Ritter. So if you're confident in Ritter, I say you do whatever it takes to make the stack. Dotson, you're banking a a little more on chunk plays, but you're hoping he takes away some of Curtis Samuel's uh, targets. And then if you have Jordan Love and Christian Watson is still going off, then I... I I I'm, I would say borderline heaven and earth for Christian Watson, but it's all depend it's all dependent on the quarterbacks, which is my last question. Who is the most dependent on their quarterback out of this group? Ooh, it's probably Olave. It's probably really Olave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, s- I could definitely argue Garrett Wilson too, but I for me it's Olave. Especially- I'm gonna say Christian Watson. Yeah, I don't think he's at the same talent level as London, uh, Olave, and Wilson. That's it- that's fair. I I I asked this question just off of like who needs their quarterback to be good more. I mean, if you're talking about desperation hour, yeah, it's Christian Watson because if not, he's just going to be useless. Traylon Burks doesn't need a quarterback to be useless. Traylon needs Traylon. <laughs> Man. Man, this is, because this I, is I mean, we saw on Traylon podcast. Yeah. Oh man, I I man, Traylon's Welcome just catching the... strays. Welcome back to the <laughs> Traylon Herbert Feelings podcast. It, it, I will tell you though, I I, I have done mock drafts considering the, the draft is coming up. I have always put either O line or Quentin Johnson at eleven for the Titans. Oh gosh, they're that desperate. I there's a possibility. But um, and a lot of that is because I think someone, I mean, J- Quentin Johnson's Kevin White for me, minus the jump oh, ball build. No. Yeah, right. this is our final thought. Yeah, that's this our final, final thought. thought. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, final thought. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I say let's not talk about that because we will talk <laughs> about a a player like Quentin Johnson next week 
So we haven't announced it yet, but we are planning a live stream of the first round of the NFL draft. And if it's any, uh, if it's just as exciting as 2022 was, this is going to be a fun live stream you don't want to miss. So we will get those uh, information and all those details out to you very shortly, but just check us out. We'll always have um, that live stream up for the first round for you. Yeah, Ryan, we'll, we'll yeah. be posting. We'll be posting that uh, where where we're gonna do it when all the live stream information on our social media. So just be looking out. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate all you guys who listen to our podcast and watch our YouTube videos, uh, make sure to like and subscribe and check us out on all of our social media pages. Again, we're going to be posting updates on there with a live stream. Uh, check us out at last place FP. That's Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Check us out. So thank you. One more time, Ethan. Oh Never yeah. Take yet. it away. Ryan, do not forget. Sometimes you are right. Sometimes you're right. We'll see y'all next time. We'll see you next time. And actually, by this time, we'll see you for the NFL draft. Yeah, we'll see you very shortly after you watch this.